You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm John Taylor. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast. Uh, Heads up is what we call it. And it's our look at uh, the latest news, previews, um, all the goings on from uh, from inside Wales and... um, and actually starting with, with some news from outside Wales as well and some really sad news too, which is the the sad demise of London Welsh. It's hard to know where to begin with this, Dan, isn't it? Yeah, really, really sad times there. That's um yeah, it's quite hard to take, isn't it, when you look back at all the history and uh and and what well, in current and in, in some of the current uh you know, current games mm. um have been have been brilliant. So yeah, sad, sad times. Yeah, it has. I think the the, the rallying of, of support when they when London Welsh have been going through such a tough time as well, particularly kind of in and around Christmas and people getting behind the sides, yeah, you know, I mean, it's all kind of really encouraging. So to see it end this way is is pretty horrible. Yeah, and when there was, there was that big that big call out just before Christmas, where um, you know they wanted you know anyone that, that could possibly come and support the support the boys, support the club mm. to come by, and I. I I went along to that game, and uh, my dad, uh, my dad came up from Wales as well, and we went down. and It was, it was absolutely fantastic, really special, um, really, really special, uh, special scenes down there. Um, I don't think there was a dry eye in the, uh, yeah. in the, um, you know, in the clubhouse. The, yeah. Well, in the, in the in the chat before the, um, you know, from the coaches, it was really emotional. Apparently, the the boys came out and, and absolutely put away uh, London Scottish and. Yeah, just the support and the general feel feeling was was really building. It was there's something good was gonna was gonna come of this, and um, it, it's really sad to see any see it, didn't to see see any club go through this because every club has their own history and has you know takes that pride in the jersey that they they wear and you know you think of all the players who played in that jersey before, but particularly with London Welsh because of those those links between the great 
70s side and you know all those players who played for Welsh during that time you know Mervyn Davies and John Taylor and yeah, John Dawes and JPR on, isn't it? you know the, it's, it's astonishing to, to yeah. think that the, the sides ended up this way I know that was the amateur era and that in many ways is, is part of the problem because we live in a, in a you know in a, a financial in a business based world now but um, it's it, I mean the overwhelming feeling is just one of one of sadness that that uh, that a fantastic clubs ended up this way. Yeah, I mean one of the, one of the the biggest clubs undoubtedly in the world. Yeah, um, and as you quite rightly put it, it's 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 very very sad to see any club, um, regardless of of whether they've got history or not, mm. dis- disappear. Um, but the uh, you know the name will go on through the through the amateur club, and there's some really special things happening there. But yeah, it was um, it was a sad day for, uh, for 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 rugby in general. I feel. I think it was, and uh, a few people kind of not short of a bit of opinion on this, um, and, quite, uh, and quite rightly so. Yeah, so I saw. Um, you know, we we tweeted out yesterday Sonny Parker's response to this, and in particular the the RFU's announcement and the way that was handled. So shocking. What it looks as though is that the players found out after after the press did. Yeah. How, which, which is astonishing. How does that it? happen? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that should that should never, never have happened, and um, yeah, awful, 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 awful thing to have happened. I, I think the thing with all of this is that it's a fantastic rugby club, and you know, you, we can all kind of sit here as armchair pundits and go, oh, well, you know the way that the, the, the club's been run or the, that bridge from amateur to professional, you can all kind of you know, have a, an opinion on that. But the most important thing is there's a human aspect to this. And there are people who um, devote huge amounts of their time to that club, whether players, off-field, um, physios, fans, people who work in the clubhouse. And for everyone to find out the way that that... that the way the clubs ended up, kind of via third party, that's just disgusting to me. Yeah, it's an, it's, a, it's completely unacceptable, isn't it? And wrong um, on every moral level. Um, I I just could not believe that 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 that, that, yeah. that happened because the club, you know, it's uh, you know whether you're playing whether you're playing for the club or whether you you know whether you're doing. Uh, you know, whether you're just supporting, whatever, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge, huge part of everyone, isn't it? So It's a huge part, a huge part of the community as well. Yeah. Sad, sad times. It is, and I, I think just to kind of come back to that, um, to the point about Sonny, because I think he kind of really, um, he really kind of summed it up, to be honest. And I'm just going to read out his, uh, his statement, just so we've, we've kind of got this factually correct. So these are the words of, of Sonny Parkey yesterday. I really cannot explain how upset I am that the RFU made public their decision before we had time to communicate to players and staff. Rugby for me has always been about respect and dignity. Yesterday I witnessed an unaccountable governing body execute a decision with no regard to those impacted and purely done through self-interest. I can, uh, I can live with the no licence, but not allowing us to, uh, to speak to the players and its staff is unforgivable. That hits the nail on the head for me. I mean, if that's the case, it's disgusting. Says it all. Yeah, that's that's the end of it. And, and we had a we had a fair amount of, of response to that as well, where people were saying the kind of 
the cynic in you almost says that the WRU were right, waiting to to pull the trigger. You know, the RF. Uh, sorry, the RFU. Yeah. yeah, completely got that wrong. Obviously, um, yeah, the RFU. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who 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 knows? But um, yeah, I think Sonny is. Um, yeah, he uh, he absolutely hit the nail on the head, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, um, obviously, we we kind of as as two Welshmen living in London, it's a it's a particularly kind of sad sad situation. But um, I'm sure we'll. Um, We'll continue to kind of uh, to keep progress on on how the the side gets on, particularly as you say with the, the club living on through the amateurs. And it's easy to forget that there'll be people pulling on that jersey just because they've lost their pro license. Doesn't mean that the club uh, the club vanishes with it. Yeah, the club the club's in a in a in a in a healthy state, isn't it? And the you know the mini section is brilliant, the women's section, all those parts. But you know the pro the pro section was a was a big big part of that. But um, yeah, the club the club will will move on. And has to move on. So yeah. um, you know, see what the next chapter brings. Now, well, and um, yeah, obviously, uh, we wish everyone kind of involved with the club and everyone who's um, who served the club all the uh, all the all the very best during this uh, during this kind of uh, really difficult time. So um, yeah, very sad news to to start with. Elsewhere um, this week, it's been the the Six Nations launch. So kind of looking ahead to more um, uh, to more. More uh, kind of happy times, I guess. Excited about the Six Nations, Dan? Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This is I, this is your time, isn't it? This is where you really kind of. Uh... It is, yeah. Well, Jan, yeah, January's a uh, it's a bloody long month, isn't it? It's uh, it's a hard it's a hard month to get to, and I think without the Six Nations, um, I don't know, I don't quite know where I'd be. But mm. um, we're nearly there now, and. Um, I just can't. So you packing your suitcase for uh, for Naples? Yeah. So this uh, we all yeah we always do one away trip, mm. and um, this year it's it's over it's over to Italy. So um, yeah, I've got my uh, we're going in red roll necks, um, like the old tur- you know, the old turtlenecks. Yeah. yeah. So Any we're, reason why? Um, no, we just thought they're they're, pra- they're, they're pretty practical. Mm. Um, you know, good good <laughs> a good solid layer. I've got this. One of the boys ordered mine for me, and it arrived. Um, for some reason, it, it, it you put down my next door neighbour's address with a city name on there as well. So it's arrived. It's awful, bloody awful. Um, I'm going to be seriously sweating in this thing. But um, yeah, t- so red turtleneck uh, or roll neck, whatever they're called. Mm. Proper eighties. It feels like a bit of a like a Ryder Cup get up. Yeah, it sounds like something you get a pro golfer in the eighties wearing. You know, it's a bit of a Sandy Lyle. Yeah, thing well, going yeah. On yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you a photo <laughs> now if you want one. Well, I think you need. To, I think you need to be tweeting out some photos that I think people would like to see. Uh, well, there's going to be eight, there'll be eight of eight of us in them with, uh, with some red V necks as well. Um, so yeah, all these little things and it just gets you gets you excited. So that's packed anyway, mm. um, and um, and my toothbrush is packed as well, and that's. Uh, that's about it so far, but I've got a few more days to go. Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, I'd say it was the official launch this week. This kind of big um, press goings on. We didn't get an invite. I thought you schmoozing down at the Rugby Writers dinner the other week might have uh, swung a little invite for us. But yeah, I thought I went down all right, but obviously yeah, not. Obviously not. Yeah, someone's. Uh, you've obviously said something to upset someone. But uh, I had a pop at Eddie Jones, didn't I? Wow, someone's had a pop at Eddie Jones. <laughs> you seen the state of him? Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I reckon it's a. Uh, it's a high tackle in training. A perfectly innocuous tackle has uh, has slipped up, yeah. and someone's been sent off from training. Most likely Dylan Hartley. Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. He um, he really he's didn't look court, in the best state, a, did he? Yeah. yeah, he's got a shiner. It does look as though someone's chinned him, mm. but um, 
yeah, that that's kind of taken a lot of the headlines this week, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably a few people that wouldn't mind having a little uh, a little pop at him. Isn't I there? know. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah. This is it. I think he's uh, he's still very much in that darling of the English media stage at the moment. Those he can do no wrong. He's oh, not I lost know. the game. We have got to beat them, haven't we? Oh, that God. game. I know we've got to win. You know. I know we've got to win out in Italy. We always, but, we always oh, say, you know. I know we talk about it is huge. I know we talk about performance a lot on here and and how we want to see an attacking brand of rugby, right? But I'm going to go back on everything I've ever said. If we win that game three 0 I'm happy. Bloody <laughs> hell, really? Oh, yeah. If we win that, it's you're England. coming on and you're bouncing after. I'm coming on and I'll say Rob Howley's all all is forgiven. Brilliant. Three 0 that'd do me. But it's England, isn't it? It's just like it's something different. Yeah, I know. No, like, it it's just like I, I've said it a million times. Well, I just can't enjoy the game because I'm so terrified of fucking losing to them that anything like three yeah. nil, that's fine. Take that, take that result now. But it, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it is. It's, it's sleepless nights, isn't it, on the build-up, um, and then on the morning. Then you, yeah, it almost feels as if you the nerves. You almost feel like you're playing. You know, mm. read of the read of the paper. You can't concentrate on anything. You're twitching. You're moving. You. The only thing you can think about really, or actually do, is is have is have a. Is have a beer. Have a beer, yeah. You know, and just, watch, watch the other games yeah. in the build-up. This is a late kickoff. I always call them a, a sort of a leveller. Yeah, yeah. leveller. Oh yeah, I like a, a little leveller. Ollie, who we had on the uh, the other week, yeah, likes to refer to it as a loosener. A loosener, yeah, a loosener's yeah. a yeah, yeah. favourite of mine. Yeah, no, it's just it's just great, isn't it? It is, but yeah, I mean, before the uh, before the England game, we've got um, got the Italy game to get out. Well, to get out of the way, I mean, it's. To use a yeah, cliche, well, it's a potential banana skin, isn't it? Oh, massively, yeah. With um, with a new coaching setup as well, they're going to be adding something different. And um, as always, they they've got a a good you know good strength there, haven't they? With no with not a not a not a high number of injuries at that point. Um, hugely passionate side. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's going to be mighty difficult. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a it's going to be a difficult one, and I think that's why we'll see a fairly safe team selection from Howley I don't think he's going to go all guns blazing in this one but you've got to no. if you've got any if you've got any um, any desire to win this to win this Six Nations you're going to need to come away with there with a bonus point as well aren't you yeah he's going to it's, it's a balance isn't it we've got, we've got I, I'd have well we, we went over it didn't we I'd have mm. you know three or four in there and then uh, some of the some of the established Established partnerships, yeah. But we have to we have to be bold enough to make those not go with what we you know. What, yeah. what we I, I think we, I think we need a pack that's going to turn up to the business, and then I think you can afford to experiment a little in the backs and show some adventure. Because if we turn up and we, you know, we're, we're solid against them for sixty minutes, then things will start to open up a bit. So I don't know. I mean, that's a that's an exciting thing. Um, exciting to come. A few players this week have been well actually not even a few a couple of players have been released back to their regions yeah, and uh, and it's only one region in question so two players uh, one is Rhys Webb and the other is Rodri Williams so we'll start with Rhys Webb he's gone back to the Ospreys to, to play this weekend that just that to me just shows how crucial he is to yeah. this world side that, that, that had to happen didn't it he needs to he needs to get a bit of a run um and yeah, Rodri. I mean, that's he's he's probably not going to uh, he's not going to uh, not going to feature, is he? Well, I think so, Rodri just needs some game time, full stop, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he's hardly had any, is he, mm. for for years? But um, yeah, where be would be good, you know, good to see him get a little bit of a run out. And, but he um, but he needs it because for Haley, yeah, you know, if well, he, if Webby gets injured this weekend 
or doesn't look fit enough. He probably asked. He's up shit. Creek. He, probably, he probably asked for it as well, isn't yeah. he? You know, you want you want it as a as a player. You you need that. You need to have a little run. He doesn't want to have any doubts. Mm. And so have a run out. See how he goes. And um, if he if he's if he's if he's average, he'll be in. Uh, yeah. that's how good he is. He just so, need yeah, but he just needs to he be just get through it. He just needs to get through it and yeah. look match fit or yeah. look as though he would be match fit against yeah. Italy. Um, because yeah, yeah he's, he looks irreplaceable at the moment. Yeah. Gareth Davis struggling for form. Ali Davis hadn't even yeah. got I, close to the Scarlet's nine shirt until recently. On the, on the scrum halves, mm. I do think we've made a, a big, big error by picking Ali Davis at this at this point. Um, do you know what? I, actually, I really, I really do. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried because mm. if Webb isn't up to it, mm. um, then we, then we, you know, then we got Gareth and we got Alid. I really, really was hoping for Haberfield to be in there. I'm more worried about Gareth Davis actually. I think Haberfield could have slipped in there instead of, um, instead of Gareth Davis. Gareth Davis had a, has had not had a yeah, great season. It's a bit worrying that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, I get that he's kind of a trusted figure because yeah. he stood in for Webb so well during the World Cup, but he's not playing his best rugby. And old old Lloyd as well. Yes, he hasn't had. Uh, well, I know, I know, I know he hasn't had a as as hasn't been uh, been on form, mm. but he's still a quality act. And um, but this is the same argument for me. Lloyd and Gareth Davies are both good players, not playing good rugby. Mm. And I think for that reason, I'd be tempted to to leave them at their regions. And I think you know Haberfield's but we've got been one playing of, well. Yeah, but we've got do you one though? Of do you know what I mean why not put Haberfield into the mix and Ali Davis into the mix, or I don't think for we me, could Johnny have, Evans into the mix. I know you'd have Johnny. Yeah, I don't think we could have. Uh, for me, we couldn't have Ali. Say Ali and um, and Haberfield. Then um, I would. I'd go. Mm. You know, Gareth and then Haberfield. I've, I've just been massively impressed though. I think he's. He's a really, really good player. I thought he was going to go. But, for this, it. but this is it, you know. Can I just in? think uh, that you have to have. If you put a player in while he's in good form mm. and he gets a couple of caps, yeah, then he loses a bit of form, yeah, he drops out of the side. Yeah, the- this is what this is what like New Zealand do, and I know we don't have the strength and depth that New Zealand have, but they bring them into the side, they play, they find out if they're mm. good enough, yeah, and uh, and you kind of go from there. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm labouring on this point, but I'm genuinely. A little bit concerned about this nine because yeah, the other the other side the other thing with Haberfield as well if he was in there is that we've got we've got if we look at where our where our tens are coming from which is Ospreys mm. for for those boys as well for Sam for Dan knowing Haberfield and they they rate him massively yeah um, it's just such an obvious one to have him in there um, and we've missed a trick yeah I think massively, so too actually massively missed a trick there I mean, like we said last week I was largely encouraged by the. The squad, but yeah, I agree with you. That would have been a decision yeah. I'd have made. There's something that's been we mentioned it a little bit. Something that's been sort of getting to me as, mm. as, as we're getting closer now. I'm thinking, hang on. <laughs> but anyway, there we are. I hope I hope Alec goes well. He's a good boy. Good yeah, boy. no, no, I do. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Lloyd Williams in there as well. He um, was in action for uh, for the Blues over the weekend. Yeah, again, didn't have his um, he didn't have his finest of games, but he went all right. Well, I thought he, he went. went, all right. he went I think I think he'll have taken. A fair bit of um, encouragement from that, as will the Blues generally. To be honest, I mean they gave they gave Bristol a bit of a hide in. Yeah, he went he went he went pretty well, didn't he? Mm. Um, a lot of people saying when Thomas Thomas Williams came on, he seemed to up seemed, the tempo. No, no. I, it, what does that mean? Up the tempo. <laughs> um, yeah, quick, quick, quicken it up. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Lloyd. I think that's obvious. Uh, Cambridge boy, isn't he? Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I like Lloyd no, as well, but um, yeah. it was good to see the blue. You know, Blues, um, Blues looked 
looked good, and they played some really some really exciting rugby. Old uh, well, this is him. it. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good two weeks yeah. since you mentioned Matthew Morgan. You can't watch that video, can you? Once you can't watch Matthew Morgan and not get excited, right? And I know we know the flaws in his game. Put him in a ten. <laughs> They'll tell you. Hey, you, you <laughs> I, nearly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be putting him in. Yeah. A, I wouldn't no. be putting him in a ten for Wales. No. But honestly, the, the comments on on social again. For yeah. the, um, you know. Well, we put the highlights of that up on Facebook as well. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But but people. You know. There's a lot. There was a lot of comments on other on other sites saying you know he, he's got to be in the you know it's so funny in the, a couple you know a couple of tries one run and um, he should be in there. But the, the the really encouraging thing is that he is. He's playing some. He's playing some good rugby, and he's working on his. his he's working on his defence and his uh, his kicking. Mm. Yeah, the, the kicking bit. I, I think he's he's doing all right. I think his defence. He's still got a long way to go. Yeah. But um, no, he's a long way off the team, isn't he? But good, but, you know, great to watch. Would you rather have a squad without him in? I'm talking about a blue squad here. Would you rather not have him in the squad because he's not, you know, the most um, reliable of defenders, or would you? Rather him in there because he can change a game whether he comes off the bench or he's starting. Well, I think some he'll of kick his, loosely and he'll. I think some of his game. I think some of his games. He was. He was. He was must have been very very close to to being to being dropped out of the whole yeah, of the I, whole squad. Yeah, but absolutely. Fair play to that. You know, Danny. He, he must be sensational in training, mm. um, and he's just picking him on um, on what he can do. And when he does something like that, he's undefendable. Yeah, um, and. The crowd, you know, it's great to watch. You know, so, so many games are so boring now. Yeah, and that's that's what well, it's great to see. Really a, it's great to see a maverick yeah. like that, isn't it? He's someone whose natural instinct is to take yeah. people on and, and to want a, to excite. You you you've got a young you know you've got a youngster at the at the game and he's watching a run like that. They they can't they can't help but get excited by that. We get excited sometimes by some of the some of the other bits. Yes, yeah. but for for a youngster. Well, who excited who excited you as a as a youngster when you first started watching rugby? Who excited, who excited me? Um, well, I mean, I suppose it depends. I, I mean, Shane, you know, yeah, I, I, I loved when you were a youngster. Shane, pull the other I'm one. Young, I was, I was saying, I'm a I was young man. Get how old are you? Thirty-three. Exactly. That's That's right. I got, I got two years on you. I was going to say Yian Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was Yian Evans. Um, do you know what I was going to mention then? Called Nigel Walker. Nigel Walker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. was he was he a dentist? He's a hurdler. Yeah, no, but yeah, was he? I don't know if he was a dentist. Was I thinking of Simon Davis? Then? Remember the ex uh, Cardiff and Bridget, was he Bridget? Cardiff, no, yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff winger and Cardiff fullback. Winger, yeah, yeah, Yian yeah, was Yian was exciting to watch. Yeah, um, used to used to like watching Simon Gagan. You know, yeah, I Irish. did. Yeah, he went to school with my brother actually. Did he? Yeah, I know. He's you, a cup, yeah. You definitely had a few because you. If if I mentioned an Irish player, then you would have usually different in those days because they were shit. And, yeah. <laughs> He was all right in the nineties. He was crap. Eric Elwood. He was crap. Yeah. How the hell he did he kick the leather yeah, off the yeah, ball? Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah, Eric Elwood, those curly locks. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't excite me. Um, he excited no one, I think. Eric uh, yeah, Yian. Yeah, Yian. But that's what I'm getting at. Is you know those players you look at. It, it wasn't. You didn't look at it and go, oh, do you know what? I'm really excited by Richie Collins or Mark Perigo. You know. To, actually, though, no, that's that's I Richie Collins, the globe trotter. <laughs> Um, in the back, do you remember the rugby magazine? They used to mm. do those caricatures. Mm. I, I had them all. I was. I had them all over my wall. And uh, Richie Collins was spinning the globe. He was a basketball player, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I used to love watching him. But people actually, me and Mark Perigo, um, I, um, his sister actually went to my 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 university, Amy oh, yeah. Amy Perigo. Um, 
But um, yeah, he uh, Mark Perigo used to train, didn't he, in the woods and in the sea, and he was a an odd character. character when he yeah. hang, used to hang from the. Yeah, I, I actually used to like getting. In, I used to like all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but you know what I mean. When you're really young, you watch you watch a back who gets hold of the ball and wants to score tries, and yeah. that's the bit that gets you excited. Yeah. You know? I suppose. Yeah, we used to, I used to play um, play in the back garden one on one against my brother, you know, um, and it used to be sort of campazy. You know, yeah. used to be, you know, Campesi was a nightmare as a character, didn't he? But yeah, but there's nothing more exciting than you was. know, like watching Campesi as a player. Yeah, because he's so unpredictable. Yeah, and, and he didn't always get it right. But yeah, and I'm just thinking now. No, he didn't. But you're just thinking now. There must be there must be youngsters that, that playing in their back mm. garden with their brothers or friends that are that they're, at that moment in time they're Matthew Morgan. Mm. They're not thinking about you know I'm not Matthew Morgan because he can't defend or yeah. kick. They love the way he runs, and that's that's. He's got, I, I think that's, that's, a, that's important in the game, isn't it? I do. I do think so. Um, and a quick mention for Alex Cuthbert as well. We've just spent we've just spent five minutes talking about Matthew Morgan. I think it's longer than five yeah. minutes, and if five minutes is a fairly good, yeah, good thing for me, I, yeah. I think I've kept that concise. As <laughs> um, you quickly mention Alex Cuthbert as well, because we've been quick to well, not quick. We've given him some stick. I think it's it's got past that stage where we've said you know almost just feel <laughs> sorry for the bloke because he's. He's struggling, but he had a much better game at the weekend. Yeah, it went really well, didn't it? Yeah, and that for me is why he should be staying with the Blues rather than going off to Wales. I think just keep him in a Blues shirt, concentrate on getting your hands on the ball, looking yeah. for work, scoring tries, and you know, and kind of doing the bits that doing the bits that he does. So you know, I'm not going to mention anything about how he's going to go for Wales because after my last, yeah, uh, you called that horribly. Yeah, on. yeah, I'm just going to keep quiet and uh, well, yeah, whether or not I don't, he's not going to feature, is he? I, well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, we've, we kind of touched on the Ospreys already, saying there's a couple of players going um, going back there this weekend, but they were kind of the other the other big news from from Europe from a Welsh perspective. So they have finished the group stages with a perfect record after beating Newcastle. That's, uh, that's you know, regardless of whether it's the the um, the Heineken Cup or the Parker Pen. That's still uh, that's you know only beat what's in front of you, right? Yeah, it's still really impressive. Um, I don't think any other team in in the history of the comp have mm. has finished with was it thirty points uh, with that many points anyway. Um, yes, and they broke well, they, they broke they broke quite a few records, didn't they? They have, yeah, and, and I think they've they've impressed by doing it. The only thing that I think we mentioned this on a previous podcast, the thing that really annoys me about this is actually the the park pen should be really exciting now if there was a European. Uh, a spot. European spot up for grabs. Yeah. Do you know what I do? I tin off the Italians getting automatic qualification. Mm. Well, so do they get two? Do they get two? No. Or is it just one? No. Maybe they only get one. Either way, tin it off and give it to um and give it to the winner of um of the Park Pen. Yeah. Yeah, and with that, because that way it becomes something that you want to win. You know, if you're in it at the quarterfinal stage, you think, all mm. oh, right, I'm going to have a good old crack at this. Oh yeah, be a lot more competitive. As um as the Dragons the would, will win it. Uh, yeah. I think they've got a bloody good chance. Yeah, you'd have to back them now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think I think they're they're moving on into being a very good a very good side. I think the Blues got a hell of a lot of work to do, but to be honest, they may as well focus on this. I don't think they're going to get in the top six, mm. so you may as well concentrate on trying to win a bit of silverware. Yeah, well, and just keep winning. Mm. Just keep 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 winning, playing well. So yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. The other two regions, it was a little bit of a damp squib, really. So Dragons are out of. Uh, are out of the European Challenge Cup now, and Scarlets um, played Sale with nothing on the line as well. So, not um, 
nothing particularly to, to write home about for either of those sides. You know, Scarlet's had their cup final the week before, really, didn't they? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, one too many games, isn't it? It, it was indeed. So, yeah, we have Anglo-Welsh Cup this weekend, so a few uh, youngsters will get to see in action. Not going to dwell on that too long. Uh, I wanted to say it's quite exciting for the Scarlet to see Emma Phillips back. He's going to skip to the side this weekend, and this guy's missed. He's been very unlucky with injury, hasn't he? He has, yeah. You could see him and his his headband back. Um, he's a good player, isn't he? Oh, he's a very good of, player. Yeah. There's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good hookers. There's, there's three region. brilliant hookers down yeah. there, including Emma Phillips. You yeah. know, Ken Owens is first choice for Wales, and and Ryan Elias. We're big fans of. He's, he's taken the yeah bulldozer. Yeah, he's taken um. He's taking the region by storm, really. Yeah. No, it is good to see him back. Um, and he'll add, he'll, he'll add something a little bit different, doesn't he? And he'll make it even more competitive. But yeah, they've got a lot of, lot of strength and depth there at the moment. Yeah, no, I think they're, um, they're on to something there. As we've, we've said a number of times, the, all of a sudden their pack looks pretty bloody beefy. It kind, of, kind of came from nowhere, didn't it? It has a bit, yeah. yeah. So we got the Anglo-Welsh this weekend, and then it's, it's straight on to Six Nations. So... We're really going to get our teeth into this next week when you're gearing up for your trip to Italy and I'm um, recovering from my trip to Amsterdam this weekend. Is that this weekend, is it? <sighs> well, you better take it easy. Oh, yeah, that's easy to say, isn't it? Stag doing Amsterdam, take it easy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll kind of really get our teeth into it uh, on next week's podcast. But a couple of things to quickly touch on before we finish. So this business about um, how only wanted to play under a closed roof for yeah. the two home games. What did you make of that? Every, every, we, we have this all the time, well, don't we? Every, every year. Yeah. Um, I don't see why we can't, we can't decide what we want. I think that's right. If, you, if you've built a bloody roof, yeah. you get the right to yeah. say whether, um, whether you can play under it or not. Yeah. We've, 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 got the, we've got the mechanism in place and we can't bloody use it. Mm. Um, it's... We've got it, so why can't we use it? It doesn't make any sense. It just seems like antiquated, kind of old-fashioned governing bodies having rules for the sake of rules. You know, something someone sat around in their blazers making a decision on, and they're going to stick by it. I I think. I think Wales. If Wales on the roof shut, it should be shut. Yeah, or at home. If you, you know, if you want to play with the roof shut, build a fucking roof on your stadium. I'm with you. So I'd, I'd say that. Would it made that much of a difference? Ah, uh, not really. No, it's um, it's just it's just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you can't hit a line out, does it? It's <laughs> it's something to it's something to talk about, really, isn't it? But no, I I, I would have liked to have seen it. Just it does create a it does have an effect on the atmosphere, and then so you think it's better with the roof shut. Yeah, mm. yeah, it does. It is better, and um, it's a, it's a, it's a better it's a it adds the atmosphere, um, and then for both sets of teams, I think that's. It, it raises their game, so what? It's not really a huge sort of disadvantage mm. is it, to uh, to the team coming in, and I don't think it's it's that much of a of an advantage to be honest to us anyway. No. I think if we want to do it, we should we should be able to do it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we can do it in the autumn, can't we? You can just call the shots there. Why should it be any different than Six yeah. Nations? Yeah, maybe we should say that we want it open next. Yeah, you know, we want we want we want it open, and then maybe one of the other teams will. You know, will we? Maybe I vaguely remember a bit of spat a few years ago with Scotland, where Andy Robinson was coached at the time, and he wanted it open, 
because there was shit weather coming in and he wanted to kick the leather off the ball. Yeah. And did both sides have to agree on it or something? I can't remember. I can't remember what the outcome was, but it was that game where we beat them in the last. in the last Shane. Shane, yeah. Yeah, God, that was great, wasn't it? It was. I um, I can't remember if I've said this before, but I was there with my brother that Ooh, day. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, you know, we, um, as usual, I was pissing off whoever's in front of me by consistently commentating on the whole game. <laughs> and someone turned around and kind of said, oh, bloody hell, I didn't realise Eddie Butler and Jonathan Davis were sat behind me. And as it got into the final stages, you know, we were all of a sudden in this game that we really shouldn't have mm. been. They should have been out of sight. And as we went through those phases, so Steve Jones kicks the ball over to the right, half penny makes a break, and then we've got these two or three phases right on their line. And I've genuinely turned around to my brother and gone, drop goal, drop goal, at which point Shane's gone over. So I've got my back to the pitch as Shane has scored that try. So I'm just going, I'm just going drop goal, drop goal. And my brother's who's watching the game has jumped up along with uh, the other 72,000 people in the stadium <laughs> cheering. But yeah, so I missed it. <laughs> I miss that moment because I was turning around and going, oh, just go for the drop goal, just go yeah. for the drop goal. But uh, yeah, that was... Um, Fantastic, yeah, great scene, isn't it? It was, right. Big one, one final, um One final point to finish on. Um, wish he was Welsh. Rather than do it from the weekend's action, as we're looking ahead to the Six Nations, I want you to pick one player from another Six Nations squad that you uh, wish was Welsh. It's a little bit different then. Oh, go on. I'm going to go with uh, Sergio Parise. Sergio Parise, okay. What's your reasoning? Um, concerned about Falatel. Concerned about uh, I am concerned about Moriarty um, being potentially found out a little bit mm. in the Six Nations. I think we could, may hopefully we can just about get away with uh, with him at eight against Italy. Maybe I, don't I know think I think we'll get away with it against um, Italy. And I say get away with it, but I I, I we we probably got to have we've probably got to have Falatel on the bench. We saw how crucial he was when he when he when he came on against uh, against Staff. It was te- you know it was a short period of time, but he 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 was the difference between us winning and losing. And um, mm. he is that good and that important. So it's, it's alarming, you know, a guy who's played three games of rugby all season. Mm. I mean, I love Toby more than anyone. I think he's phenomenal. He might even be the best player I've ever seen play for Wales. But. I, I'm just, I mean, you know, I'm really concerned that we have to rush him back every time. You know, he's had injury to the same knee twice. Mm-hmm. You just against you, Italy. We do it. Because I would be looking so, at. I would be looking at it, going, "No, we we have to find a way to beat Italy without Toby." Yeah, I'm 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 with you. It's we, the only reason why we end up we end up rushing him back is because he's that important, isn't he? But if there's if there's a team that we can that we should be able to beat without him, it's Italy. Mm. And then we have him. We have him back for uh, for the England game, for the England game, which is which is an enormous game, isn't it? Well, that's a pretty wise choice then, because if you had Sergio Parise into the mix, you'd be you'd be laughing, wouldn't you, with Parise? Yeah, we'd be we'd be all right there. Which yeah, no, I, I can't um, yeah. can't blame you for that choice. So who's your uh, well? I pre- I Parise on the shortlist as well, but seeing that you've picked him, that's fair enough. I'll mm. um, I'll leave him out of that. Um, this was I was very close to picking an Englishman here. I'm not. Am I reading that correctly? I, well, I, I haven't. Know. He's not my selection. We've but all, we've, I, I was close had, to picking Owen Farrell. We had a rule. We, we did. We pick, did. Yeah. But I was close to picking Owen Farrell because mm. I think he'd make a massive difference in the centre. I think he's. I think he's doing a terrific job for England. Yeah. Frustratingly, yeah, he is. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's quality. And do you know, what? I think he's going to start for the Lions at ten as well. Mm. I think he's, unless he has a really bad Six Nations. I think. He, I, I think he's. Um, I think he's on to a winner. Yeah. But. 
you're right, we should never pick an Englishman for the side. So I'm not going to do that. The one I'm going to go for is Johnny Gray. Yeah, good pick. Keys is just incredible. Like, he's uh, an absolute monster. Yeah. Um, I've been so impressed with him. His work rate is His work rate's scale, amazing. He, you know, he smashes through tackles. I think I just imagine, you know, a combination of him and Alan Jones is terrific. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I'd love to see that. I think he, you know, he's a he's a he's a good line out option as well. Yeah. So I, I would go for Johnny Gray in the second row as mine wish he was Welsh. Yeah, great pick. Mm. Quite happy with that one. Yeah, good pick. It's gonna be tough. Just, just didn't like your first one. No, well, no, it's just a I was never gonna pick him, was I? You know? Um but yeah, it'd be interesting come Lions time as well, because there's no shortage of good second round. Know, you know, so competitive, working on the basis that Alan Wynn, you know, is going to be fit. Then you've got Johnny Gray, you've got Itoje, Cruz. Uh, I really rate the boy Henderson um, yeah. with Ireland as well. Yeah. I think some, uh, some amazing strength and depth in that position. That's before you mentioned Charteris and Jake Ball and um, God knows whoever else. So, uh, yeah, that'll be really yeah, interesting crazy. to see. Be so, so competitive. So, yeah, we'll be, as we go into Six Nations, we'll be lifting our Lions embargo. Yeah. And we will be able to look at players and go, okay, he's enhanced his, uh, his chances of the Lions because I think by the time he gets Six Nations it's fair game yeah and, and, and be totally unbiased as well I actually I like to think I am unbiased when it comes to the Lions no I, yeah, I'm, I am as well because as much as we joke about you know Farrell he's an amazing player mm. I don't wish he was Welsh but I will happily you know if he starts for the Lions and that's the best choice I'll cheer him on because yeah happily yeah definitely that's the thing, isn't it, with the Lions? You, know, you, f- you forget the fact that these are players who smash seven shades of shit out of each other for three and a half well, years. As it stands at the moment, he would, he would be ten. I think so. Because Anyone else close? Ooh, going into the Lions chat. Actually, at the moment, no, mm. for what he offers. But there's a lot of chat, isn't there, about a certain Scottish... Love Finn Russell. Yeah, but everyone loves him. But when it comes down to that, when it comes down to actually, if you were the man, if you were Gatland, would you pick him at 10 to start against New Zealand? I really don't think you would. I think you could pick him at 10 and Farrell at 12. For me. I don't think he will. I think he'll go Farrell at 10 and Henshaw yeah. at 12. And I'd probably do the same. Yeah. But I, I'd like to think that if Finn Russell has a blind in Six Nations, he's on the plane, plays his heart out during the uh, the tour games, that he stands as good a chance as anyone. Yeah, he, and, he, and he should. Furthermore, I'd love to see Sam Davis in that situation, but it's probably, you know, it's well, probably a bit... Well, he's got to get, he's got to get game time, hasn't he? And, yeah. Uh, let's see. We will see on that indeed. But yeah, that pretty much brings us to um, to a conclusion for this week. Um, oh, we haven't mentioned transfer news quickly, actually. Mm. Completely forgotten about that. Um, fairly quiet week on this one, actually. So, uh, Nick Card signed uh, an extension at the Dragons, which is some... Big news for the... Oh, yeah, big so news much for needed good news. I mean, he's a terrific player, Great actually. player, yeah. Gives, uh, gives his all, doesn't he? And um, always gets a high number of turnovers. Yeah, he does. And, uh, yeah, some, some cracking open sides down there with him and, and Ollie Griffiths. So, uh, that's good news. Real kind of reliable, likeable player signs on. X Dragon um, kind of coming back from a tough injury. Ross Wardle. So yeah. Ross Wardle is um, has signed a deal with Bedwas, which is I think it's good news for both uh, for both parties actually because he was always a he's always a good player. I think um, Bedwas will benefit from from having a player like Ross into the mix, and it's 
it's good to see him back playing again. Yeah, definitely. After the injury he had, yeah, great to see him. Great to see him sign, isn't it? And he'll bring a he'll bring a lot of uh, a lot of experience into that that Bedwards team, won't he? And yeah, good good outcome. Good news all round, I think. And um, I think I, I don't think we've covered this before. But I think Will Boyd as well is uh, um, is very yeah. good news for the Scarlets. So he's shown his commitment, isn't he? Yeah, and, and uh, he's, he's Boyd does he it. deserve it? Boyd does he deserve it? There we go. <laughs> headline writers, uh, so that's the headline, red, headline writers, we ain't. That's the red stripe there. That's the red stripe. The red stripe. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, brilliant player, and he's done a he's done a cracking job um, this year. And I think it's his first proper pro contract, isn't it? So I think there's plenty more of them to come because if he carries on like this, he's uh, he's got quite a future ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely has. Animal. Animal. Uh, but yeah, that brings us uh, to the end of another week. And uh, as always, let us know what you think at Attacking Scrum on Twitter, facebook.com slash Attacking Scrum, and most importantly, leave us a review, which means, <laughs> as I almost forgot, we need to uh, we need to read out some reviews, and we've had quite a few as well. This is like, this, will be the thir- this will be the third time I've tried to finish this podcast and uh, consequently forgotten, which is what happens when you you start drinking and carry on drinking throughout a podcast. When I saw that little, when I saw that little tweet that you'd uh, you put up, you were having a little loosener. Mm. I thought, hang on a minute, because that was about that was about an hour and a half before. Well, it's, I- yeah, it's only because uh, you gave me a call and said that you had a champagne reception to go to and. <laughs> You were running on a Killick Mean Time. <laughs> that, uh, I thought it was worth having a um, worth having a beer. So, yeah, we've got uh, we've got five reviews to get through this week, which is great. So again, thanks for everyone doing that. The first is um, <laughs> is without doubt my favourite, and this is Die from the Hill, who's left us a review before, but this time has added. Um, he's down single. I like the sound of him in a vest. Do you know what as well? Do you, you honestly, care to clarify for this? On, for Dan? Honestly, now I. Just unbuttoning my shirt. Yeah, I've, I've actually got a vest. Get out of here. Yeah. Hang on. This I, I can't be having this. There's something really comforting about a vest. Well, you this is this is something that again, it's it's the, let's let's try and get this up on social for the uh, the vest lovers out for there. the vest lovers on um, on Twitter. Honestly, try it tomorrow. Pop a vest on. <laughs> you, you just feel you feel snug, tight. It's it's lovely. Can I shock you as well? On I'm, I probably you got one on. No, I've got, I've got something worse than a vest. Right. What's, What's worse that? than a vest? Well, I think they're great, but... I mean, what could be, like, more embarrassing? Long than johns? What? You've got long johns on. Honestly, yeah. Bloody hell. Look. <laughs> you can't give me any stick at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't Legit. give me... Yeah. I bought them, I bought them when we were in New York <laughs> before Christmas, and it, oh. was, uh, and it was, like, minus 10. Right. So, um, hang on. I'm here now in a vest, and yeah. you've got... Uh, and you've got long johns yeah. on. They're um, they're going to get this. Will all be on it. This will all be on social. I'm wearing a particularly jazzy pair of socks as well. <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks we're, for dying. Two for very us that trendy one. individuals. We are rattled through these because otherwise we're going to be uh, we're going to be here all night. Uh, we've had one from our world, Thomas Barmy Army, which is a fucking brilliant name. Uh, very thorough and opinionated chat by Dan and Jed. Pleasant surprise discovering this pod. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it progresses over time. Well, we all are. Uh, hoping to hear from some more guests in the future, which we do have lined up. Um, watch this space on that. Uh, to increase the breadth of analysis, uh, so far so good, which is very kind of RL. Um, a guy called Nick JP 13 says, words cannot describe my love for this pod, which is 
insanely kind. Um, Dragon Pierce, I'm hoping is a, a fellow dragon. Yeah, that would be nice. Sounds it, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Could be a generic dragon, but I'm hoping it's the it's the Gwent variety. Uh, great, great, great pod, boysman. Perfect commute killer. Also a great source, a great source of facts and figures you can pass off as your own down the local. Keep it up. I don't know where those uh, facts and figures are coming in. It's certainly not from me. And then, uh, and then finally, Alex D. Fox says, uh, a great rugby podcast. Enjoy the balanced debate with a non-biased approach to any particular club other than Dragons. Dragons. Um, a uh, refreshing and rare find. Good work, guys. So thanks to all those guys for, uh, for leaving this review. It's, um, it's a good week on the review front. A very good week on the review front. So, um, yeah, if, you've, um, if you'd like to leave us one, whether it's about Dan's vest, my long johns, or uh, or whatever else is going on, um, please do so on iTunes, and we'll make sure we give you a we give you a shout out. Thanks uh, for listening, and um, yeah, be sure to join us next week for the Six Nations preview. Podcast Network.